Hey, thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if David Forlew singing Miracle Worker didn't wake you up, that bumper sure woke you up. What's up? Uh, welcome to Radiant. So glad that you're here. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, let's go Mark chapter 6. Today we're in this series. Um, we're talking about the God of miracles. And so on Easter, uh, we talked about that the greatest miracle the world has ever seen is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we talked about how each one of us saying yes and Jesus saving us is a miracle and celebrating that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so we talked about that as a miracle. And we talked uh, about uh, last week, uh, I want, my goal was to help you just get God's heart for miracles in your life. So I just wanted you to start praying for people, start envisioning places where you could see a miracle take place. Sometimes it's easy to work on our miracle and not look at the miracle for others. And so last week we looked at miracles for others. Today I want to focus in on uh, our miracle. I want us to focus in on God doing a miracle in your life. And so um, if you have your Bibles, last week was Rip the Roof and uh this week, I want to focus in on famous story. It's the story in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And it's a famous story. Uh, and I think, you know, most of the time we hear that story and, and we, we're so familiar with it. We think we know it all. But I want to apply it today on not missing the miracle that God has for you. So we're going to call this message, Don't Miss the Miracle, um, because I believe that there are miracles in our house I believe that there are miracles that God wants to do, and I just want us to open up our hearts to see them. All right, so uh, let's go Mark chapter 6. I'm going to read this whole text here. So this is uh, quite a bit, 14 verses. Here we go. Famous story. It says this, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many, so lots of people, so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. They were hangry. He said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Here's the goal. We're going to leave to get rest. So the disciples think Jesus is leading us into a restful moment. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place, thinking, let's get some rest. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. So when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, here's the heart of Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Great picture right there. Mark's giving us just a great visual about Jesus being a shepherd on the side of the hill. We're going to go after that in just a minute. So he began teaching them many things, but by this time it was late in the day. So Jesus preached a long, a long time. So there you go. I have permission. Um, we're going to get done at two o'clock. Just kidding. All right. Uh, we'll feed you. Not really. All right. Uh, so his disciples came to him. Uh, this is a remote place, they said, and it is already very late. And here's the disciples' way of handling the problem. Send the people away. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Let them figure out their problem. Let them figure out on their own. Let's send the people away. 
And but he answered, Jesus looked at them and he said, you, <laughs> you, what? you, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take more than a half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that money on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. Just a little, little information. It's springtime. It's the time that you eat like sheep. It's little green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces of bread and fish. The disciples picked up 12. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Father, we love you today. And we ask that we would not miss the miracles in our house. God, the things that you want to do, that you desire to partner with your people to do miracles in the present tense, right here and right now. And God, I ask that you would open up our eyes to see what you want to do, that we would step into partnering with you. And Lord Jesus, that miracles in abundance would take place. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said amen. I, uh, I really like this new master class thing that you can see online because really this is kind of... This is kind of an old school way of teaching. You could kind of look at the Jewish model and see a master teacher. And that's kind of what we see with this new, this online wave of everybody getting excited about these master classes. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, uh, I don't know if you like Steph Curry the way that I do. He's kind of a hero, uh, but uh, that ship has sailed for me. Um, but Steph Curry, he's, I mean, he drains threes for the Warriors. And you can take a master class online, and he, Steph Curry, the one who's put in thousands and thousands of hours shooting threes, he can train you how to play basketball. You can go on there and watch Steve Martin, the master of comedy, and he'll teach you how to do comedy. And so you can watch, I even watched one on YouTube where he's saying that the number one reason why uh, people aren't funny is because they don't put in the necessary work to be funny. And so he's talking about how to be funny. He's the master of funny. He's going to teach you how to be funny. Or uh, you, you've got Malcolm Gladwell, and he's a great author, and he's on there. He's teaching you how to write. And so the whole idea is, is hey, if you'll put in the time, if you'll, if you'll be intentional, there's a master teacher that can teach you how to shoot trays. How can, uh, that's because my jacket's too tight. That's why that didn't go up quite right. Uh, when, I, when I'm skins, I can really, anyway, that's just like, mm, so. all right, let's try, no, just kidding. Um, sorry, awkward. Steve Martin, all right. Uh, da, 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 da. So anyway, um, so they're, they're the master teachers. So I just want you to picture, here's Jesus. And these disciples would see him like the online master class, only in the things that matter for eternity. So he's the master teacher. He's the one that when he teaches, they say, he doesn't teach like the scribes and the Pharisees. He has authority. Wow. Amazing. He's the one. Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Not bad, master teacher. He's the master intercessor. So much so that they come to him, and the request that they ask of him is, teach us to pray. So... When they're watching him, there's something about Jesus' prayer life 
Jesus constantly getting alone with his father, Jesus rising up early to pray, Jesus going and being out all night to pray, where they say, hey, we want to pray like you pray. You're the master. I love that song we've been singing a lot. I thank the master. I thank God. So I've got this master thing in my head. He's the master intercessor. He's the master teacher. And here today, I want you to see him as the master miracle worker. Like we just sang, miracle worker, right? He's the miracle worker. And I think that it's easy for us in our lives to think, God, I'm going to live my life. If you want to break in and do miracles, go ahead. But you don't seem to do too many miracles in my life, and I don't know how many you're really doing today. But if you want to, I give you permission. But that's very different than partnering with Jesus to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in the world with an open heart to see miracles. And the disciples experienced a conversation where they recognized that their plan was different than Jesus' plan. So they come up to Jesus and they say, hey, Jesus, there's lots of people here. Send them away into the villages so that they can buy bread. So here's their plan. So interesting, looking at the situation. And, and, and this is a logical answer. I mean, we would promote them in the organization. Ooh, you know how to solve problems. Problem solver. Tell you what, you elevated. Good job. You got a brain. You can think. You're an activator. Good job. Yeah, let's send them away. Let's, that's good. I mean, in our co- why? We're going a million miles an hour. And so it's just like, man, I got to mow the yard. I got to pay taxes. I got to, I got a lot of, I got to build the organization. I got to go, 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 go. And so we reward stuff like that. And so it's easy for us just to think, okay, I'm going to apply that to my faith. I'll figure this out. I got a pragmatic plan how to fix my problems. And so they come to Jesus with really what's a pretty logical plan. Hey, Jesus, we are trying to rest. We're trying to escape, get a little vacay. These people ran and followed us. You've been teaching a long time. It's late in the day. They need to eat. Idea, send them into the villages. And then Jesus looks at them and he says, you give them something to eat. Now, I just want you to see right here, their plan is not Jesus' plan even though they have a good plan. It's not the God plan. So many times for you and me, we just run 100 miles an hour and we think, "Mm, I'm a doer, I'm a fixer, I can get her done. But maybe, maybe there's a God plan that's not your good plan, that if you just halt and have a conversation with Jesus, you start to see it his way rather than your way. Maybe Maybe it's actually your competence that's keeping you from seeing miracles because you pat yourself on the back that you've got a good way to handle your life when the miracle worker is saying, I want you to listen and do life with me. So the master intercessor, master teacher, master miracle worker says, come do life with me and listen to my plan. Let's run my play rather than your play. I've got a play. We tend to think, tell you what, God, I'll run my play. You want to break in? Go ahead. But I'm just going to invite you to ask the question if that's really Christianity. Because truth be told, Jesus says, hey, I'll be your savior and your Lord. I'll be the master. So for us to surrender is actually to come to Jesus and say, not my way, but your way. And the only way you're going to know his way is if you dialogue, if you open up the word of God, if you're actually with him. Because these are disciples. This is not Jesus correcting the crazies. This is Jesus correcting his top dudes. 
This is Jesus. And th- so I just think it's possible that we, even if, even, if, even if you do a lot of things right, for you to be just like this disciple that tends to have an answer and a play and a plan that you made, but it might not be God's. And it's actually in the context of talking to Jesus, obeying Jesus, partnering with him and implementing what he said. That's the environment where we see a miracle. So maybe I got an amen from my mom. What's up? How you doing? Come on now. Y'all should amen like my mom. We're going to do a sermon like that. It's going to be called amen like my mother would. All right. So, all right. That's good. You can amen like, like, like Renata. You can amen like my mom. You can amen like Brandon Cormier. Have you ever had Brandon amen? That's good. He'll fall out of his seat. Anyway, sorry. So, 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 but my, what my dream is, is that you would look at your life today and, and actually pull back and take what looks like a problem. This was a problem to them. This is annoying. We were, we were going to rest. And, and now we have thousands of people. This was painful. I think for many of us, it might be the, the situation in your life that you think is the biggest problem that might be the area of possibility for the miracle. I think that, that it could be that in the, in, the, in the situation that you tend to be angry with God at, when you're alone in your car and you're yelling at God, when you're in your quiet time and you're frustrated, why is the Bible so boring? When you're in this place where it's like, I have this problem, and God, why didn't you fix it? And you're not, why don't I see these miracles like other people? And the enemy wants to get all that accusation instead of affection in your heart. But if you'll take that area and lean into it, I want to invite you to just reverse engineer and just have dialogue and say, okay. Jesus, what's your play? What's your plan? Not my plan. What's your plan? And and the truth is, is that Jesus works on 10 levels deeper than we're operating on. I mean, you look at this story, and this is the story where scholars, Bible commentators, they all love to give thoughts on what's taking place here. So some of them are like, hey, this is Jesus, the greater prophet. So there was a day where Moses was leading the people and Moses was actually in Exodus 18. There's a moment where Jethro, his brother-in-law comes in and they actually organize the people into groups of ones, not ones, tens. (laughs) That would be, that's, that's, that's like a pandemic. Um, (laughs) uh, Tens, fifties and hundreds. And so they're, so they're like, so this is a moment of, of fulfillment. It's like Jesus is the greater Moses. And this is seeing a later version. Or some scholars say, no, 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 this is Jesus, not just the greater prophet, this is Jesus, the greater king. Because the story right before this story that Mark gives us is the story of Herod. And Herod has a feast. And the picture of the feast is the consumer Herod, where he's using the people for his own gain. So he's saying, come and entertain me. I want food for me. It's all about me. And he's using the people, and it's Herod's feast, juxtaposed with the next story, which is the good king who actually has compassion and feeds the people and isn't trying to have entertainment. He's giving them bread. And so instead of using the people, he's taking care of the people. And so some of the biblical scholars say, oh, no, no, this is Jesus, the greater king. Some say, no, this is Jesus, the great shepherd. 
And there's a whole lot of texts about the poor shepherds in Israel. But finally, there's a great shepherd who will lead them well. And this is the picture. Mark even has the little green grass. It's like, oh yeah, a good shepherd takes the sheep to where it's good to eat. Not only does Jesus give them the spiritual food of teaching all into the afternoon, but Jesus also gives them actual food. He's the good shepherd. And it's actually all those and probably 47 more. It's actually all those and things that we cannot see. Yet the crisis in the moment could have been the moment where pragmatically we move forward, leave God out, and we don't see the miracle. Or come in, have some dialogue, listen to Jesus, and the crisis becomes the environment, the moment for Jesus to say, let's do a miracle. Miracle worker. Yeah. And so in your journey... You've got a crisis. You've got problems. And those are the moments, those are the places where I want to invite you to say, I'm going to lean into that problem. How? What do you mean by lean? Talk to God. Okay, God, I want to delete my plan and I want to do your plan. Or, sports terms, I want to delete my play the way this is going to go down and I want to replace with your play. But here's the crazy part about your play. Your play is not as easy as my play. My play is send them away. But I read this, and this is actually, this is actually some steps of faith. Like there's three really interesting steps of faith when Jesus wants to partner with his disciples to do a miracle. Because he gives actually Fairly strange commands for them to do for, on their side. When they're watching it, they're like, what? Jesus looks at them and says, you give them first something to eat. First of all, that's frustrating. Jesus, we're poor. We're following you. Don't, what are you talking about? Like, what? It's just, it, you could just feel it. This would take up like six months wages. Actually, you could study this, and many Bible commentators think that they had actually already done the math. That with that size of crowd... And, and it's, so it's 5,000 men plus women and children. Matthew 14 actually tells us that it's actually women and children. So it's not just guessing that there's women and children. Matthew includes that, which means that it's probably 15 to 25,000, depending on how many children are there, which that's a really big crowd. And so many say that if you actually study what the average wage is of the average bread earner, no pun intended, in that season... Uh, or that time in that culture, it would be about eight months. And so they're saying that the disciples had probably already done the math. We don't want to have to supply this. That's the hard way. Jesus goes, you give them something to eat. And then you, you just look at, he says, go, go and get food. Go and, see what, go and see what you can find. What? Excuse me? Go, go, go and see what you can find. <sighs> Jesus, there's, there's, there's no food. I, I, you want us to scan the crowd? Yeah. It's a big crowd. Yeah, go and see. Go see what you can find. That's frustrating. That's like, that's not my way. I don't want to go scan the crowd. I want to send them away. I'm hangry. This is, this is going to take time and effort. I mm. All right. Jesus, we found five loaves, two fish. You done? That's all we got. All right, go have the people sit down. Excuse me? 
Go have the people sit down. Groups. I mean, imagine that. If you're a disciple and you really are trying to follow Jesus and you're really facing this moment, this is actually another challenging step of faith. I, don't, I just want to send them. I want to do this my way. I go tell them, like, tell them to sit down. All right? And then you go, go, go sit down. Groups of 50, 100. Why? The master said to. Yeah, but why, why did the master say? I don't know. Well, but I'm not going to sit. You ever worked with people before? <laughs> 5,000 men. Ooh, tell them what to do. <laughs> I don't envy that job, baby. No, sit. Mm. Uh, you're not going to give me the why? The why is that the master told us to have you sit. I ain't sitting until you tell me a good reason. I mean, you know, like, it would be, it would be challenging. And then finally, Jesus looks at him and says, okay, you go distribute the bread. You go distribute it. Lots of ways that you could look at this. But undoubtedly, it's after you go find what's in the crowd. Uncomfortable step of faith. Then you go and you have them all sit in groups. Challenging, uncomfortable step of faith. And then it's you walk out. And most scholars think that it was a scenario where the disciples are just distributing the bread and the fish. And as they distribute the bread and the fish, it just multiplies. And just as they go, God just keeps supplying and Jesus provides bread and fish for the people. So it's really after the dialogue with Jesus and stating, all right, we won't do this my way. We'll do this your way. And then after the, all right, I want to partner with you. And this is hard for us because we'd like God just to, just to do it his way and we'll be a spectator. And we'll sing a song. We'll sing, I have lived in the goodness of God. Here's what I want. I want to just be on the outskirts and watch the miracle happen and sing that song. But Jesus says, you, you want to see the miracle? Come here. Talk to me. Participate in the process with me. Bring what you have. Jesus, we have five loaves and two fish for thousands of people. Do the math. And he says, my math's not like your math. I, I, do, I do supernatural miracles. You're the human that's pragmatic. I'm the God of the impossible. You celebrate when you come up with a play. I want to break in and do miracles that elevate God at work. So it could be that in the midst of the little that we have that we refuse to bring, we don't see the miracle. But if we would just bring the bread and the fish, Jesus, you told us to go get it. This is what we found. Some kid over there has got it. We just took it from him. Is this how you do this? <laughs> Stole it from the kid? Here. All right. And what's, the beauty of this miracle is Jesus takes what looked like Nothing. And you know, he always does that. And the interesting thing about Jesus is that he always wants his people to participate in the miracle. There's always faith steps. Now, nah. yeah. 
Like, it's not just this story. I mean, just think about all the Old Testament stories where God does amazing miracles. But it seems like he always wants his people to jump in and partner. Like he's doing 99.9%. But he's like, I want that 0.1 from you. David, I'll kill Goliath. You ain't got the skill. I'll do the miracle. But you better pick up that sling and throw that rock. You better run toward that battle. I want your participation. I want you to run my play. But I'm going to partner with you to do the miracle. Samson, pick up that jawbone. <laughs> what? Yeah. Without me, you're, you, you have no strength. But with me, here's the play. Pick it up. Moses, raise your staff. Now, oh, God, you could do this without me raising the staff. You don't need to just, just raise the staff. Why? I want you to use the little tiny lunch that you got. I want you to give, I want, I want you in the mix. I'm gonna partner with my people to do miracles. Hey, disciples, go and see. Just go find. Now, disciples, go tell the people sit in groups. Now, disciples, go distribute the bread. I'm the miracle worker, but I use my people. I want a partnership with my people. And the thing is, is I think it's easy to do Christianity in 2021 and just say, hey, I signed up and now I sit back. And if I see God do anything, I'll celebrate. But we miss out on miracles all the time. We don't ever, we don't ever even have the dialogue. We just start sending people away. Out of here. Go, 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 go. Hey, there's a village right over there. If you go that way, you'll find a town. If you go that way, we just make our play. We just do our thing. And I'm not saying this to shame. I'm saying this to the invitation of what's available. What miracles are in our house if we go and just ask the question? Hey, God, is financial pain? What do you want to do? What's your play? Hey, God, is family pain? What's your purpose in this pain? What's your play? Not my play. I'm going to delete my play. I just want to run your play. And that's a faith step. There's always faith steps. But Jesus, miracle maker, he's the one that wants to partner with you. And I think most of us, we just like to make, we just like to make excuses and say, I just, I just don't have enough. I just have so little. I don't have enough time, talent, treasure. I won't see the miracle of God. And God's going, listen, I just want your yes. I want you to listen to me. Just bring, just bring those little loaves. Just bring that, just bring that little that you got. I got a, God, I got a little leadership capacity. All right. God, I got a little evangelism capacity. Kind of, you kind of made me kind of bold. God, I got a, little, got a little singing gift on me. God, God, I got, I don't know why, but it's easy for me to make a dollar I can give. God, I got, I got an extra, you know, time I can serve the poor, pray for people, pick your thing. But God goes, just bring what you got. I don't feel like I'm gifted enough. I don't feel like I'm rich enough. I don't feel like I'm talented enough. I don't feel like I'm connected enough. I don't, I don't pick your excuse. He's going, just bring what you have. Just bring that little bit. And in the hands of the master, who knows the miracle that he can make? 
I just think we don't often get to this point because we don't ever even know the play that he wants us to run to bring the miracle that he wants to do because we're always just doing our own thing. And I just think that, I just think that's the culture. I'm not mad. I'm just saying I, just, just how I see it. I just sit at Starbucks with people all the time. And it's mostly just coming up with our own play. I'm just telling you the secret to this Christian journey is we want you to, number one, know God. And when you walk with him, you just start to switch. I, I could run that play. And I could send the people away. Or I could talk to the master. Figure out what he wants. Embrace what we would call sacrificial obedience. It's uncomfortable. Participate with him in what he wants to do. It's probably not the comfortable way. Probably not the fast way. Probably the slow way. Probably the sacrificial way. Probably the faith way. Probably the costly way. And probably the Jesus way. Probably the way that he has for you. And then... That's the context where Jesus, with his people participating with him, with his people, not without his people, with his people, Jesus is so good. Think about this story. Hey, this is not a moment where he heals the leper. This is not the moment where he makes, where he raises the dead. This is a fairly small problem. This is just people are hungry. I know in, in our culture, you know, that's a, a drive through away. That's like one Chick-fil-A except for on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Uh, but, but, but for us, that's a quick problem. But this, this culture, this was every day was looking for bread. So this wasn't a big problem, but in compassion, he cared. And you read the Old Testament and the story is in Exodus, and Jesus provide, and God provides manna, and it's your daily bread. But I love this story because I think I just see a window into Jesus where he goes, hey, disciples, hey, you distributed all that's in your baskets, and you know what? Thousands of people were fed, and all the way to the end, I fed them all, and there's still 12 baskets left over. It's the picture it's a prophetic picture of abundance. He goes, done run out. There's more than you can imagine. There's more than you can fathom. And I just want to encourage you. I think there's an abundance of miracles in the house for the people that get close to Jesus, for the people that run his play and partner with him, and the people that then just obey the simple thing he said to do. I'm telling you, independence of God Running our own play is one of the biggest tragedies of Christian church in America. Because we got so much. We got great songs. We got great stages. We got preaching vegetables. We got it all, baby. And it's just so easy to do the Christian journey in church and not know God. So you want to see miracles? Get on his page, run his play, get alone. Actually, I was thinking about just that whole idea of the master class. And you go and you watch all of these master class people. And Steph Curry, he's saying, here's the secret. When I'm by myself, I'm just 
shooting threes. I'm just putting that extra effort and I'm gonna keep practicing and keep training. Steve Martin and his, he says, it's just about putting in that time to learn. Every single thought is potential comedy material. You could pick every writer, every athlete, every businessman. And often what they'll say is, when nobody's looking, when nobody's around, I'm working on my craft. I'm just thinking as disciples. You know, what will last more than comedy? More than basketball? More than business? Man, we got one chance, 70, 80, 90 years on planet Earth to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to walk with him and know him. And so maybe in the secret place, you're just putting in that hidden time, dialoguing. Hey, here's my play. My play is to spend this money on this project, delete this money on this, and then that's how I'm going to run that play. My plan in my family is I'm going to put my kid in this sport. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do my plan over here with this relationship. We're going to go, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to watch a YouTube video on how to fix that marriage. That's going to work. And then, ha, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> we make our own plays because we have so much in front of us. And I just want to invite us to go back and say, mm, not my play. What's your play? We should play. This area of pain right here, you got a miracle there. I just need to hear your voice. And it doesn't make any sense to me to go look in the crowd for a little bit of fish and bread, but you're the miracle maker, not me. It doesn't make any sense to me to go tell them to sit down when I don't have any actual fish and bread. Not enough, at least, but you're the miracle maker. So I don't operate based upon my intelligence. I operate based upon obedience to the master. Okay. And it's in that context where this, this little house, this little church start to just see, I can't explain it. I don't know how it worked, but God did a miracle. The, the people that pray seem to experience the most miracles. Just turns out that way. It's just the people that pray have the most coincidences. Just turns out that way. <laughs> so that Arnold Palmer joke where he says, uh, the golfer, and he says, uh, hey, it's, it seems to me like the more I practice, the luckier I get. You know, people say it's luck. I don't know why. But the people that have been with the master, people that have had the dialogue, did simple obedience. They go, well, he did it again. I have lived in the goodness of God. Come on, let's go get in the boat. It's going to calm a storm, you know, and they move on to the next miracle. And I just think, I think we do well. I want to invite you in the secret place. Get with God. Actually do it. Actually dialogue. Actually pray. Actually be with him. And just say, help me see like you see. Help me not run my play. Help me not run my way. Help me not implement my plan. I want to run yours. I want to hear. Open up the word of God to me. Give me wisdom and revelation. Then I'll do exactly to the T what you tell me to do. I'll do it. And those childlike faith implementers, 
live in a context where they go, I can't explain it. I don't know how. He's the miracle worker. He just keeps doing miracles. Don't believe the lie that God's done doing miracles. He's just begun what he's going to do in this house. We've got decades of miracles in this house coming. Some of you right now, you can't even see it. Here's your first step. Talk to God. What do you want me to do? I've been running my play for too long. I want to run yours. Bow your heads with me. Will you just whisper just to you and the Lord? Will you just say, God, would you do a miracle in this area of pain? God, in this relationship, this financial need, God, in my family, my marriage with my children, you're the miracle worker. Come and do a miracle today. Maybe today you want to respond to the greatest miracle, salvation. And you just say, I'm done running my play with my life. I surrender my whole life. And I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If that's you today, I just want you to pray this one sentence prayer. It's not the only thing you say to God in your journey with Jesus, but it's a great start. Just say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Save me. Scripture says that when we call on the name of the Lord, we'll be saved. And you're surrendering your life. It's just a dialogue where you repent and say, not my way, but yours. Jesus, I lift up each person today. Those beginning a journey with you. Those asking for miracles. And I pray, God, have your way in our midst. We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name. Amen.